You're listening to Voice Acting Mastery, episode number two. Welcome to the Voice Acting Mastery podcast with Crispin Freeman. VoiceActingMastery.com is your place to learn both the skills and the mindset you need to become a professional voice actor, even if you're just getting started. In each episode of this podcast, you'll discover valuable tips, tricks, and insider information to help you portray characters in animation, video games, and beyond. And now here's your host, voice actor Crispin Freeman. Hi there, my name is Crispin Freeman, and I'll be your guide through the world of voice acting. If you'd like to know more about me, feel free to check out my personal website at www.crispinfreeman.com. This is the second episode in a series of podcast episodes I've entitled The Seven Most Common Questions I Get About Voice Acting. If you haven't listened to the first episode in the series, I highly recommend that you head over to voiceactingmastery.com and start with the first one. In it, I address the biggest question I get. How do I get into voice acting? And I give six criteria that are common to all successful voice actors. While you're on the website, you can also download my special audio report, The Top 5 Mistakes to Avoid in Voice Acting. In addition to the special report, you'll also get access to my bi-weekly email newsletter, with extra tips and tricks not included in the podcast. Just head over to www.freevoiceactinggift.com to download your report. In this podcast episode, I'll be continuing on to the remaining six common questions I get about voice acting. Chances are, you've asked these questions yourself. So, let's get to it. And now, the feature segment. Question number two. People tell me I've got a good voice. Should I try voice acting? Answer. I don't know. Do you want to be a voice actor? You see, to be successful in voice acting, you don't have to have a beautiful voice. What you must have, however, is the desire to portray characters believably. No matter how beautiful your friends and family may say your voice is, that is not enough to be successful in this business. You must feel the need to communicate to others with your voice. You see, people think of voiceover, and they tend to think of trailer voices or over-the-top radio DJs, but that's only one small section of voiceover. In animation and video games, we need all kinds of voices, not just the deep resonant ones. What's much more important is your desire to communicate with people, your desire to connect with people emotionally, your desire to portray a character believably, to let the audience in on how that character thinks. See, the microphone doesn't capture your voice, it captures what you're thinking. And what we want is that window into your thoughts. We want to use the microphone to see into your head, to see what you're thinking, what you're feeling, what your opinions are. That's what we really want to tune in and listen to. If you happen to have a beautiful or resonant voice, that can be a great asset, but it can also be a liability. Because sometimes, in fact, in commercials most of the time, what they're looking for is not the resonant guy, but the regular guy. They're looking for the, the guy or the gal just down the street, the one who sounds like your friend, the one that doesn't sound like a voiceover person. The vast majority of commercials are targeted towards normal people. So what they want is normal people selling their product, 
not voiceover guys. Every piece of commercial copy I tend to get says, no announcer reads, please. And what they mean is they don't want that over-the-top Don LaFontaine sound. So yes, there's plenty of room for people doing voiceover who don't have beautiful voices. The desire to act and communicate with others is far more important than the type of voice you happen to have. In fact, more important than having a beautiful voice is knowing how to cast yourself. You see, that's the key. If you have a quirky voice or an interesting voice or even just a regular voice, you must know what type of character suits your voice best. That's how you get work. If you don't know how to type yourself, if you don't know what your brand is, you'll have a very hard time getting work because you'll keep auditioning against people who can beat you for that part. It's one of the first things I ask in one of my voice acting workshops. What kind of character do you think you can believably and competitively play? And the fact of the matter is, most people don't know. They have an image of themselves and how they look and what type of person they think they are and what type of character they want to play. But the way your voice reads on the microphone is very different, and people have a difficult time really getting a sense of what they sound like, having any sort of objective perspective on the quality, the age, the timbre of their voice to get a sense of what they would be appropriate voice acting for, what kinds of characters, what kinds of products they would be appropriate for selling in commercials. It's really tough. So, that's why I started my character archetype voiceover class, to help those find their voice, to find the types of characters that suit their voice best. Because even those with quirky voices can work in voiceover, if they know which characters to audition for. If I try to audition for a lot of young hero types, a lot of guys say 12 to 16, I'm going to get beat by the guys who are actually tenors. See, I'm a baritone. And I'm going to play the characters that are 16 and older, not the characters 12 to 16. That is not my sweet spot. My sweet spot is the older brother, uh, the slightly wiser one, the one that's had a little more experience, even possibly the young father. That's where I'm going to live. So I know there's no point in auditioning for the really young character, nor is there any point in auditioning for the really big heavy set character. Neither one is in my sweet spot. So you need to learn what kind of characters you can competitively and believably play, much more important than having a beautiful voice. Question number three. How do I know if I have enough talent to be a voice actor? Answer. Talent is a difficult thing to quantify. There's no talent test that I'm aware of. What you're basically asking when you ask this question is, can I get a guarantee? Can I get a guarantee that I'm good enough to succeed at voice acting. Here's the problem. There is no external guarantee. No one can look at you or hear your voice and say, yes, you, you will be a successful voice actor. I dub you a success because I have given you my stamp of approval. You cannot fail. Nope, doesn't work like that. Only you can decide if you want to be a successful voice actor. Worrying about whether or not you have enough talent is a total red herring. Now, there are people in the performance world, actors, singers, whatever, that will say you're either born with it or you're not. You're either born to be an actor or you're not. And that's just the way it is. Well, I think that's hogwash, to use a polite euphemism. That's garbage. 
Some people do seem to have a natural predisposition to performing. For whatever reason, because of the environment they were raised in, um, their family dynamics, what they happened to be interested in as a kid, whatever, they just seem to be able to speak well and uh, perform well and seem to have no problem getting up in front of people. I was not one of those people. I was a terribly shy young kid who was terrified of speaking in public and had to learn all of my acting. I was so awkward as an actor, you just don't want to know. So I think that's garbage. Those who tend to have that predisposition tend to be, to use a basketball analogy, the sort of Michael Jordans, the one that seemed to have just this natural ability to do this thing. It, it doesn't seem to uh, take any effort at all. Well, Michael Jordan will tell you it took him a lot of effort. It took a lot of missed shots and a lot of mistakes to learn. But even if you don't have the sort of natural potential of a Michael Jordan, you just have to have a burning desire. My other favorite basketball player was Larry Bird. He used to play for the Boston Celtics. Larry Bird was not terribly tall. He was not terribly fast. But he would go out onto the court before every game and shoot shots, shoot baskets from every conceivable point on the basketball court. He'd spend hours doing this before every game. Why? So he could remind his muscles what it was like to make those shots. He had a burning desire to be a basketball player on the NBA professional level. And whatever his handicaps might be, it was not going to stop him from doing what he wanted to do. So those people who say, ah, oh, you're just born with it or not, I think they're ridiculous. I think if it's something you want to do, you will find your way. You will find your method, your system, your skill set for succeeding in voice acting. Question number four. What recording equipment do I need? Answer. You can start practicing your voice acting with just about anything. You can practice voice acting on a little voice recorder. You can practice voice acting on your iPhone. Basically, any recording device that you can get where you can sit by yourself in a quiet place, record, and then play back is a way for you to practice voice acting. Now, before you actually enter the real professional world of voiceover, you will need to get yourself some professional-grade recording equipment. But luckily, that professional-grade recording equipment is much more affordable than it used to be. This sort of stuff used to cost thousands and thousands of dollars. Now, it's hundreds, sometimes only two or three hundred. My short list of recommendations is on the voiceactingmastery.com website in the toolbox section. If you go to the top of the menu, there's a toolbox section, and I list all the different microphones and recording equipment that I think is necessary to sound like a professional in the world of voiceover. I have them for beginners, and I have them for intermediates and professionals. The beginner stuff is for those of you who are just starting out, probably don't have a lot of money to work with, you've got a smaller budget, that's fine. I've got some nice microphones in there that will serve you very well. For those of you who are intermediates or more on the professional side of things, I've also included all the industry standard microphones that I have seen in every recording studio I've ever worked in. There are just certain microphones that get used in voiceover over and over again because they work. So I thought I'd put the most affordable of those industry standard microphones in the toolbox section. So go check that out. However, a word of caution. 
no amount of fancy recording equipment will be able to compensate for a lack of acting ability. Any recording equipment you buy is simply a tool for you to use. A fancy paintbrush does not make one a good painter. And no matter how expensive your equipment is, what we're really eager to hear is your voice acting, not your microphone. So don't stress too much about what equipment you're using. If it sounds clear, if there's no distortion, no hum, you're good to go, at least to start with, at least to practice with. Your acting ability is so much more important than the tools you happen to be using. In the future, I'll be going much more in-depth into what it takes to make professional-sounding recordings at home. But until I get that prepared, please believe me that you can practice your voice acting using just about anything. Once you know how, setting up your recording equipment is relatively quick. What will take you much longer is developing your talent. So get started with what you have, and I'll do my best to offer you professional recording information in the future. So... Those are questions 2, 3, and 4. In the next episode, I'll address the final three most common questions I get about voice acting. As always, if you have any questions, please feel free to leave comments on my blog at voiceactingmastery.com. It's always great to talk with you. See you next time. You've been listening to the Voice Acting Mastery Podcast with Crispin Freeman. To get your free report revealing the five most common mistakes to avoid in voice acting, Point your web browser to www.freevoiceactinggift.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>